Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870 and on our Oakland Hard Jewelers Talk and Text Line. We have on with us Jeff Palermo from the Louisiana Radio Network, uh, sports director, news director there, also host of Tiger Rag Radio. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. And uh, I heard you guys got a long glance at LSU practice today. The entire practice? Entire practice, and um, yeah, uh, started out indoors, and then it went out uh, all the way, you know, then uh, outdoors as well. So, got a bit of a look at it, um, you know. And um, wide receivers look good, um, you know. They, you could tell that um, there certainly is you know, the, the the connection that you know between Jane and Daniels and the wide receivers and Garrett Nussmeyer. So it's just everybody on the same page and. Um, it's just the first day. They're kind of throwing the football around, so uh, it makes it a little bit easier with no pass rush and all that kind of stuff. But uh, still good to see uh, see them all out there. Yeah, Jeff, that's what I was going to ask you. Is the Saints do the same thing? And it's offensive drill when it's one-on-one. I think, like Dennis Allen said, uh, really a defensive back can work on his technique. And then if he does have success in a one-on-one drill, he could put that into a team drill when you do have a pass rush. And then you're playing with more confidence. But don't you have to win now and then? My understanding, it seems like the receivers were torching the DBs in that one-on-one drill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and Brian Kelly kind of downplayed it afterwards, uh, just saying it's – I don't know. He didn't use the term, you know, it's not like real football, but it, it really is. It's, it's, it's hard for the DBs to, um, to make a lot of plays in that kind of a drill. But – then again, this is a, a position group. The, the cornerbacks, it, it's all new guys, uh, every single one of them. There's not really a, a you know, I mean, uh, a couple guys that uh, were freshmen last year. But yeah, like Welsh. Didn't get much playing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so um, it's pretty much uh, all new guys out there. And uh, it's it, it goes into the season as that's a, a major concern uh, because of, the lack of experience with that particular position. So, uh, and you look at LSU, they got a lot of veteran wide receivers. You know, Malik Neighbors, Brian 
Brian Thomas. I mean, even Chris Hilton's been around. Um, so it, it, Kyron it's Lacey. no surprise that uh, the wide receivers had an advantage there. Aaron Anderson got the first look. Uh, he was uh, rehabbing from some surgery. Uh, but he's a guy I know, and talking to Brian on the air, off the air, he, he really thought a lot of because of the fact he can help you in the return game. Also as a slot receiver, your, your thoughts on Aaron? Oh, I think Aaron Anderson has a chance to, to really have a big season. I mean, I mean, there's only one football to go around. So, yeah, Brian Thomas and Malik Neighbors and Mason Taylor and those three guys are going to be, I think, the, the focal point in the passing game. But there's an opportunity there for Aaron Anderson to certainly make his fair share of plays. Also, his chance to be a punt returner. Uh, we know LSU's had a history of dynamic punt returners. He has that chance to do that. It's it's obviously a position of need for this group, considering everything they went through last year and where it just ended up turning out to be, let's put somebody back there who we know can catch the ball, and that's about it. Uh, Aaron Anderson has a chance to flip the field, make some game-changing plays in the return game, something that was certainly lacking uh, as uh, in last for last year's team. Now, uh, Jeff, you know, obviously you want to have a depth at every position, uh, but when you look at even a quarterback, uh, and you know, look at Nussmeyer and all that, but uh, to me, this is still Jaden Daniels' team, and how he likes, how he excels and uh, can take that next step. And the reason why I bring this up, you know, I remember fans were a little disgruntled in that close uh, road win against Harbor when he had 80 yards uh, passing, and then all of a sudden. Uh, I know it was a loss to Tennessee, but he had 300 yards. But then those three straight wins against Florida, Ole Miss, and Alabama, where he completed 72% of his passes, uh, right on the 800 yards, seven touchdowns and no interceptions. It, it seemed like he took that next step. Uh, would you agree with that, That how meaningful the Florida, Ole Miss, and Alabama series was for him? No doubt about it. Uh, and he, he certainly did. I think he learned a little bit in the Tennessee game. Um you know, even though he threw for all those yards, I think in a, in a weird way, him throwing that interception at the end of the game, that he got that out of his system. I mean, I think there was him being a little bit too cautious because up until that point in the Tennessee game, he had no interceptions all season long. He right. throws that meaningless interception at the end of the game. Okay, you get that out of you got that out of your system, and I think he realized that he's going to have to push the ball down the field. Uh, I think he finally had. Um, I just think he finally had a, some confidence with that group. Now, he's been throwing to these guys all summer long. He talked about it at SEC Media Days, about the fact that they really want to push the ball down the field. And I know uh, there were some disappointing games. The Arkansas game wasn't very good. Obviously, difficult conditions. Uh, Texas A&M game, Georgia game. You know, Georgia game, he ended up getting hurt. But uh, there were some disappointing games. But in the end, he actually had more passing yards, a higher passing completion percentage, and more touchdowns and fewer interceptions than Joe Burrow's 2018 team, uh, 2018 season. Now, Daniels played one more game, but still, uh, he, he right. had more. He had better numbers than Joe Burrow's 2018 season. Now, I'm not sitting here predicting that he's going to throw 60 touchdown passes right. and 5,000 yards this year, <laughs> uh, but he has the. He's had that one season under his belt, and it was a really good season. And now he has a chance to have a, a great season, a season where he leads LSU potentially to a college playoff berth. 
Jeff, uh, one of the things I look at when people ask me to do predictions on college football is offensive line. You've got four of your five starters back and really five of the six that really played a lot with you, when you throw in Garrett Dellinger. Um, your thoughts on the center position because Turner would seem to be the guy. He's got everything but really size. Uh, I think it's sort of stretched on the scale exactly how big he is, and but he's getting pushed a little bit. Uh, by Marlon Martinez uh, at that center position. I think that's just so critical on any team to have that stability at center. How do you look at it with with the race here to be the starting center? And we've seen now uh, Bo Bordelon, who has played some center and guard, getting work there, along with the freshman DJ Chester uh, working at center. But this is really going to come down between Martinez and Turner. Yeah, the one thing that Brian Kelly said about Marlon Martinez, they want to make sure you talked about Turner being maybe on the smaller side. They're trying to get Martinez to shed a few pounds. They're watching that part. But I would say, you know, obviously trying to figure out who's going to be your primary running backs is a big position battle on the offensive side. But the other key position is the center position. And the way Brian Kelly talked today, that position is certainly up for grabs. And I don't think it's the way he made it sound that today, it's not just a, a battle between two guys and Turner and Martinez. He mentioned a whole bunch of guys, some of the same guys that you mentioned, DJ Chester, uh, you know, uh, Bo Bordelon. Uh, remember, uh, Garrett uh, Dellinger, he played a little bit there last season. He might, I mean, even mm-hmm. Brian Kelly kind of mentioned him as well as another guy that at least they're going to cross train over there or keep them getting some snaps over there. So that's a position that's certainly up in the air for right now. And, and I think that um, it didn't seem like Brian Kelly was uh, satisfied completely with one guy right now. I think he likes the fact that he has options. There's no doubt about that. But it's a, it's a position that it's going to take a while, it seems like, it's gonna, to sort itself out. And there's, um, it, it's just not locked up uh, just because Turner's coming back for his fifth season. Now, uh, Jeff, uh, tell me if you think uh... – I don't know, it's comparable because it's NFL versus college, but you look at when fans and they're watching the game, and we all know about the expectations for Harold Perkins. Uh, now I know he's going on the inside, but I look how much the Saints are counting on Demario Davis and Pete Werner. Would you say maybe those expectations are the same with Omar uh, uh, Speets and Harold Perkins for LSU in the middle? You know, you can look well, at the I... depth who you have. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, for sure. I think Omar Spates out of the transfer guys, well, they've added Logan Diggs, and I think Diggs can certainly have a, a huge um, part uh, or a huge role in this team and be a guy that uh, they really count on. But I think Omar Spates is a guy that uh, could have a really big season. Uh, he, he comes here, um, you know, all Pac-12 player, a guy that makes a lot of tackles. He's all over the place. And then you have Harold Perkins now that they, they've – Hopefully they've kind of figured out how they want to exactly use them. Right. And that was obviously the, the problem at the first half of last season. They didn't know exactly how to use them. Uh, now they, they've had all summer to kind of figure this thing out. Uh, I mean, Perkins, what do you have, seven and a half sacks last year? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. to me, he, he's a guy that uh, he, he can have a really big season. Uh, you know, he's a playmaker. Um, it, it would be surprising if he had any kind of a sophomore slump. I mean, uh, a five-star prospect coming out of high school. He, he looked apart all season long last year. You know, unless he's 
you know, a little heavier this year, or, and, and he's not. I mean, it, there, there's no reason why uh, he shouldn't have a, a fantastic season this year. And I think those two guys, I think they're going to be a lot of fun to watch together, uh, Spades and Perkins, because uh, both of them are going to be all over the football field. And, uh, you know, Jeff, I was telling Mike this, uh, that, and we say this, whether it's NFL or college, uh, the best pass coverage is a pass rush. And you don't want to always have to blitz because then you're putting those guys on the island and they see the feast or famine. Uh, uh, maybe you come up with a sag, but then you can get burnt. And you look at until they gain some confidence, that being on the back end, the secondary. I mean, how important do you think it is, uh, like for Mason Smith, uh, to come out and be that disruptive force on the interior, who also obviously helps the edge rushers uh, with favorable matchups. You know, you can rush only four. We're not tricking nobody. We're getting after the quarterback, and it's like, whoa, uh, they are here. It's like a blitz. And I want you to comment on uh, what you think Mason Smith and his contribution and also uh, Deshaun Womack. I'm looking at gifted pass rush from Baltimore. Now, he didn't take part of uh, what the spring contact drills but I was reading because they had the offseason uh, labrum surgery. Uh, but what, what is your take on that as far as us getting after the quarterback? Because a lot of times, uh, you know, you look at the coverage, uh, that that could be a big part whether we're going to have success or not on the back end in the secondary. Well, I don't think – I mean, I think a lot of LSU fans are, are excited about Mason Smith coming back, but maybe the most happiest guy out there is Brian Kelly. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, the I would agree. Talk- I, I think he is. I think he is thrilled that Mason Smith is in there. I mean, uh, LSU did a. I thought a really good. I, I thought Mackay Wingo really saved the defense. Oh, right, no it was unbelievable no all the amount of snaps he had to take. Yeah, I mean, he saved the defense last year when Mason Smith went down. I don't think anybody expected Wingo to have that kind of production. Now you have both of them there in the interior part of the defense, and that should really. Uh, that that should really wreak havoc for uh, opposing offensive lines. And yeah, Deshaun Womack's one of these he's one of these buzzword names, man. Everybody's kind of you look at him and you say, man, he should be able to he should be able to rush the passer and right. and, and get after it. Um, the um, and I still haven't gotten how his last name is pronounced. The, the transfer from Texas, I I, I think yeah, Ovi. Know, Brian Kel- Ovi, yeah, Ovi. Thank you. Even uh, I spent some time with, um, and and I'll throw another name in there, Savion Jones, because Savion, man, you know, I watched him play so much. He played at St. James, and his second number going to LSU, it was a three. You look at him today, he is, he's in the 270s, and you talk about an athlete, and he can get up the field, Uh, but both of them talked about Ovi. They didn't say the last name. Even Mason yeah. was Mike. I, I, I don't. I don't know how to say his last name, but it's Ovi. And Savion yeah. said the same thing. So with Ovi and Savion now added to the mix, and and Savion was a backup last year. I think you might have used some pretty good edge guys uh, getting after the quarterback. I'll throw another name out there. A guy that I saw a lot play high school football, and that's Quincy Wiggins from Madison Prep. He's from uh, the Bayou, they, actually. So uh, yeah, yeah, we've seen him. Yeah, so uh, he, to me, I think he's another guy, kind of a raw guy, didn't play much, really didn't start playing organized football until I think his sophomore season. was more of a basketball guy, but really flourished, became a big-time recruit. Uh, and I don't know if it's necessarily this year, this is his year, but I think he's going to be someone that 
uh, you'll certainly see on the field uh, uh, getting some snaps this year. So uh, the pass rush, I, I think they feel pretty good about it. I, I think they're excited to see what they can do. What, what they, I mean, I, Savion is a guy, I saw him play a couple times in high school as well, and I think he's he's got that motor that you want. That's certainly what he has. So, uh, the def- I mean, there, there's a reason why, you know, Brian Kelly talked about it. Uh, going into the season that he thought his offensive and defensive lines were strengths this season is because they they have a lot of options. They got some experience as well, and they got some guys that can be, especially on that defensive line, some real disruptors. Now, uh, you know, Jeff, when you look at, uh, obviously, uh, Mike, who's the guy uh, from Monroe? Uh, Will Will uh, Campbell. Okay, Will Campbell. Is uh, Could Aaron Anderson uh, – uh, could he – no, not Aaron Anderson – could uh, Zalens Hurd, the offensive tackle, could he be like Will? Because uh, I'm looking like coming off the bus, I'm reading 6'6", 340 pounds. Uh, look, Listen, that- uh, man, Zalens Hurds is a really good prospect. Will Campbell is an exceptional player. As a freshman, man, you ain't going to find a lot of guys like him. So, Mike, you think that he can't push the older veterans? Or, He's or, not going to beat Will Campbell out. No, but I mean on the other side. And now, I mean, if you move Emory Jones inside, and right. Jeff, you can comment on that. Yeah, that, that's a possibility that Hurd could end up being the right tackle opposite Will Campbell. I think that is certainly a possibility. Um, you know, look at how many different line combinations they had to use last year. I mean, you're always going to have injuries on that offensive line. Yes, no uh, question. So that 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 is a, a a possibility but i think will campbell's your anchor as as the left tackle for the next two seasons yeah he is something special uh see that big man the way he can move man you know there ain't a lot of people pieced together like will campbell jeff thanks so much for joining us this afternoon always enjoyed buddy and take care all right jeff all right guys you too have a good one all righty that was jeff palermo from the louisiana radio network news and sports director there also host on tiger rag radio this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 